0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be episode 19, and today I wanted to talk about the subject of resilience and sort of what that means in terms of how we live our lives, and I guess how we should live our lives is a better way to phrase that, just because I don't think we always do a great job of that, and as always, I'm pointing the finger at myself there. So it's an idea that's come to my mind recently, um, sort of twofold. Old. one being in a lot of the movies I've been watching recently it's been sort of a theme throughout all of them and I wouldn't say that's necessarily a new idea or anything like that I think the idea of resilience and fighting back against whatever obstacle is in your way and not letting it defeat you is a pretty common theme in film and so I wouldn't say that's completely out there just in watching film in general but I've noticed it's also kind of become a big marker in in where I'm at in life right now and just the the stuff that I'm having to go through and what I'm wrestling with and what I need to, to work through. And I find that resilience is sort of the, the key component in, in that part of it as well. And so I figured it was good enough to be a subject for an episode, probably a shorter episode, but I just think it's a good topic to either have a refresher on or maybe get a new take on or to have someone explain in maybe their own words that will resonate with you in a different way than maybe you've thought about it before. Because resilience is something that we've all brushed up against at one point or another in our lives. It's not a new concept in that sense. I don't think there's anyone who's had had to live their life in terms of never experiencing a time where they had to be resilient to an opposing force, right? Where they didn't have to struggle through something and find what's deep inside of them to fight back against whatever is in opposition, right? And this is really vague. And I'm not trying to go in specifics on this because it's a pretty broad concept, in my opinion, but it's not new. And as I said, it's in a lot of our movies and TV shows, etc, etc. It's not a new concept. I think everyone's familiar with it on some level. To me, it's very much sort of like the idea that we are all familiar with a concept of love or maybe multiple concepts of love. But there's so many different nuances to it and so many different interpretations of that concept that it's still worth talking about. And it's still worth sort of diving into and getting a different perspective on because I think it's more than likely that the way I experience something like love, like resilience, is different than other people and not in an extreme way but in a nuanced way in very minute ways but within those small differences within those different capacities and how i experience it versus how someone else experiences it maybe hearing a different perspective helps to flush out the concept for you personally or just gives you a little bit of insight into how others may perceive it and that's why i think at times it's helpful just to to rehash some of this stuff and and see what and see what comes of it and sort of i guess start a dialogue dialogue about the, the subject whether or not it's super relevant to your own life currently or whether it's something that you think you have a good handle on and you don't necessarily need someone else to I guess explain it differently to you And that's totally possible but I don't think it harms anything so for me I think that's a good enough reason to talk about it when I think about the idea of resilience to me it's sort of the notion that you constantly struggle against a force that is pulling you down that it's it's the old adage of you know you, you can get knocked down but you get right back up again it's you know you you don't stay on the ground you 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 constantly hop back up to your feet and face whatever it is that's gotten you down there in the first place resilience is not letting the, the negativity of the world the evils of the world the forces of the world that would see you suffer keep you in a position of suffering resilience allows you to fight back resilience is the whole reason why we don't stay in constant modes of depression or sadness or fear or anything like that because resilience is saying that is not going to be what's controlling me I will fight back against that I will push back against whatever that is and test that and hopefully defeat it and Having to wrestle with that, having to sort of work my way through that idea, for me, a lot of it, I think, is that we tend not to give ourselves enough credit for how we fight back or that we can fight back. And again, I'm speaking to myself here, and I'm assuming other people, and maybe this isn't you, but for me at least, the notion of being resilient and the notion that you have the strength to fight back, you have the ability to fight back is one that isn't new or something i haven't thought of before but rather it's not utilized efficiently enough or frequently enough to make the necessary impact that it needs to because ultimately that's it's letting those opposing forces those things that are trying to keep you down that it's letting them win (laughs) it's letting them do what they're trying to do and not and not putting a fight back against that and what i found interesting for me personally about that was i always picture myself as as someone who fights back just simply because i've gone through enough stuff in my life to know that that's a requirement it's something you have to do in order to get better in order to move forward in order to live a productive life in the face of adversity but at the same time i think where i've noticed it is that it's small things that compound into big things and so i i, f- I find myself in the small things letting myself get defeated and justifying it by saying oh it's a small thing therefore i i'll, I'll this one slide and you know either I'll get them next time or you know there's there's bigger fish to fry and I'll focus on those and in one sense I don't think that's wrong because I think focusing on the important stuff is necessary on the bigger stuff is necessary and letting the small things pass if that's what's required to actually do the work on the big things I think that's okay I think the problem is that we develop the habit of doing that and then all of a sudden the small things start adding up and we continue to ignore and we continue to do the same process over and over and they create a new big thing that we don't recognize until we take a step back and realize what it actually is and I think this can take a lot of different forms but for me uh I I think it's most evident in what I've been going through recently so within the last month or so it's been a little over a month now I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and that's not a surprise it runs in my family quite uh pro- <laughs> it's a quite prolific event in my family I guess if you want to phrase it like that um but I-, I knew it was coming I guess I'm I'm a large person anyway and to have the family history of that basically all but guarantees it and I I've been trying to avoid it obviously because no one wants that but sort of bracing for the inevitable at a certain point and I kind of knew it was happening before I ever got diagnosed with it just because I was feeling awful and and just had no energy and just didn't feel like doing anything. um And I just, I just knew something was off more so than normal. And, you know, putting in the effort to, even before going to see the doctor to, you know, get the blood work done and whatnot, putting in the effort to be healthier and to try and exercise more and to just, you know, be more conscious of that kind of stuff um, started to help in the first place. But then obviously um, getting correct medication and, you know, just being aware of the situation helped a ton. And I'm getting to, to a point now where I feel just so much better because things are um, now being put back at the correct spot, right? Like my blood sugar was super high and that's what was causing me to feel so bad. And now it's back to a normal range and I I can feel the, the difference on that. And for me, the resilience part comes in two forms with this specific instance. One is the obvious one, which is you have been diagnosed with a illness, disease, I don't know what the correct word is here, but you've been diagnosed with this thing and it's something you can actually work on and in theory get to a point where it actually is no longer a problem. And that's the big difference with type two diabetes, right? Is you can, you can make yourself healthier. You can work hard. You can get yourself to a point where you are healthy enough where that's no longer a factor. And that doesn't necessarily mean it will fix it when you get like, if you want to call quote unquote to a healthy place, but the chances of that the fixing the problem are significant for sure and so the the resilience there of saying I'm going to become healthier and going to work on myself to become better that's you know fighting back against the the if you want to call it genetic history of my family but also just my own poor habits that I've developed over the years and I think that's the obvious one in that kind of scenario and I think that's the one that everyone would tell you that's what you need to do and of course the doctors are telling you to do that and none of that's wrong it's it's all 100% correct and what I need to do and what I am doing and trying to be better at every single day. The, the second one that I think is maybe not as obvious or at least needs to be fleshed out more, at least in my own head is sort of the, the build up to this and the build up to the, the diagnosis, but also the build up to even just my body having the issue. Cause there's, you know, there's a turning point and it's not like a, you know, I woke up one morning sort of thing. It's gradual as these things always are but the, the resilience piece comes in where I could have done more along the way to stop this and I just didn't and, and that's how I mentally perceive that and again I can't tell you to what degree that's true maybe because of the family history component this was in fact inevitable and I there was literally nothing I could do about it I don't necessarily believe that's true I think it's within a realm of possibility though for me what I picture is there were things along the way I could have done better or noticed sooner or done something about sooner to make the situation better than where it is now. I'm in a good place now, but I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near being at a place where I can stop being on medication to help. And for me, it's it's kind of the that compounding effect because I, I noticed I wasn't feeling good more often and I noticed that I just wasn't as motivated to do things as often and I constantly just wanted to not do anything more often and I, I, I like I noticed it but I didn't do anything about it because I didn't care as much it was one of those things again where it's like yeah I know maybe that's not the best but I'm, I'm gonna put it off to the side and I'll, I'll deal with it later and that was a poor choice it was a very poor choice and it's it's stuff that you know you can call it hindsight bias and some of it is but it's part of just not recognizing that things are more wrong than normal and there's stuff you can do to prevent that and and for me, I think a lot of the problem within that sort of idea comes back to self-care and comes back to why I'm doing these things to make myself better in the first place. And the the pattern I got back into, and again, this is definitely with hindsight, is... The notion that I wasn't feeling well, and I haven't felt well a lot of my life, I've not been a very, I guess you want to call it healthy person a lot of my life. Uh, could, there's a lot of reasons why, and most of them are built inside my own head that caused me to become physically ill. But nonetheless, I've I've not been necessarily what you call the healthiest person my whole life. And part of that is, you know, being okay with being not okay a lot, you know, being used to not feeling well all the time, and so brushing that part of it off, but also... At the core of it is, I don't need to feel good per se because I don't necessarily deserve that or necessarily need to feel good because I'm, I can cope with being okay. And there, there, there's a kernel of truth there where you, you can function and be okay and not be good, but just be okay. And that's, that's fine for a time because sometimes you don't have a choice, right? Sometimes you just have to be okay because external factors don't allow for anything but that. You perform at your peak capacity still only allows you to be okay. And that's fine, in my opinion, because you can't do anything about that. My problem was I absolutely could do something about that and didn't. And that's where the issue is. And that's where, for me, resilience needs to come in there and say, something's wrong. Why are we not fighting back against that? Why are we not pushing to change this? Why are we not trying to get better? And I just can't get past the fact that a lot of it is because I'm okay with not being okay okay because I don't necessarily deserve to be anything better than okay and that's sick right that that is that is in the head sick and and that's not okay no one should have that because none of us quote unquote deserve to only be okay that's not how this works but it's a habit in my head that I had not gotten rid of and I thought I had and and that's where it's it's so sneaky almost and so hard because it I can tell you rationally that doesn't make any sense and I had processed through a lot of this stuff and if you'd asked me that bluntly I would have said of course I want to be good even great because I deserve that and I know that to be true and yet internally when it came down to it I clearly didn't believe that because I just let myself get worse and at a certain point I I stopped being able to function really well and that's why I went to a doctor because I knew something was wrong and honestly I think that was personally I think that was divine intervention because a lot of people let that go for longer and I statistically and historically speaking should have been one of those people because I usually do and so I'm frankly grateful to God that I'm not worse and that I I went in and started treating myself better and was starting to work on that even before I went to a doctor but nonetheless that I actually did what I needed to do to become better and, and I'm so grateful for that but now looking back it's what could I have done to prevent this in the first place what could I have done differently to either either prevent it or take care of it sooner to start being better sooner and the reality is i should have just actually listened to myself taken my own advice as it were and done what i'm doing now just earlier because none of this had to happen as for as long as it did i could have easily intervened sooner as it were i could have realized what was happening sooner and done something about it but the reality was i was okay not being okay i was okay not feeling well i was okay just in that place of of not feeling fighting back. And in a lot of ways, that kind of scared me. Because I don't want to be that person. I don't think many people do if you phrase it that way either. But I always, again, I view myself as someone who who does fight back. Who, you know, fights against those forces and tries to make things as good as they possibly can. Because I recognize that life is worth that. You know, it's, it's worth putting in that kind of effort. It's worth putting in the energy to make things as good as you can. But in in a moment where that was absolutely needed and could have only been done by one person, myself, I didn't do it. And it's not that I didn't know it, because I absolutely did. I was just okay not doing. It. And in kind of conceptualizing this and you know, mentally parsing my way through this, I, I just I realized that I'm well, one, I'm not as as okay as I thought I was, I'm not as in good of a mental place as I thought I was. And that's not to be critical of me, it's more to say to myself that hey, maybe maybe you need to do more checks on yourself instead of assuming that you are okay and that you know what to do and for lack of a better term a crisis situation maybe maybe you actually need to go through step by step and actually make sure you're doing things correctly to make sure that the outcome is what you want because if if i could have had a third party come to me and say this is what you're doing i would have been like well this is stupid and i need to change it and realistically i still could have done that with myself and i just chose not to and so So, it's more for me, how do I check that, right? How do I make sure that I'm fighting back in the way I still want to fight back? How do I make sure that the resilience I claim to hold dear and claim to want to promote and work on, I'm actually doing? And that's personal responsibility, in my opinion, and... You know, I don't say these things to put myself down because I know that's not helpful and it's not constructive, but rather I say this as an actual, let's just make sure we check ourselves. Let's make sure we're actually doing what we need to do. You know, are you not feeling well? No. Okay, well, why? And what can we do about it? Instead of just, oh, I don't feel well. Well, okay, that's fine. Whatever. It'll pass. And then it becomes something bigger and just not being okay with that. You know, and, and part of this is is just starting to, you know, more deeply, embed the notion of self-worth in there. And I've talked enough about that to where I I don't need to rehash it here, but just that that's a necessary component in this too. Because resilience requires self-worth. Because if you don't have any self-worth, if you don't think you are worth fighting for, if you don't think you're worth fighting for yourself, you won't. It's as simple as that. If you think it's an unworthy cause, you won't put in the effort. And you are, but you actually have to believe that. And that's the that's the difficult part where I I have to almost eat my own words here because I always talk about the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Head knowledge being, I know this to be logically or factually true versus heart knowledge, which is, I actually believe this to be the case and it's something I'm going to actually work on and something I'm actually going to do because I believe it to be true and I know in my head that I'm worth fighting for and in my heart, I thought I did too and clearly not to the extent I need it to be. And while that doesn't fix my current physical scenario, in the long term, it will because I'll actually make sure I'm taking care of myself. And in fact, that's what I'm doing now is, you know, making sure I'm doing the things that I need to do to become better and continuing to change little things to create a bigger change and a bigger impact. And it's hard. It's not easy. And it's something that takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of time. And it's not something I, I wish on anyone honestly to have to go through that because it's it's rough honestly it's it's a rough process but i have to i have to go through it i didn't mean to talk so long about my own personal part of it but i think frankly it's probably better than trying to speak about it in a more abstract way or in a more generic way because it i guess it shows application right where resilience is not just a concept it's it's not just a, a a boxing metaphor it's not just the you know you get put down and you yeah, get back up sort of thing like it, it is that but it's so much more than that and like everything I've talked about so far on this podcast it, it's all connected it's all woven together none of these things are just separate entities that you can take in a vacuum and pretend like they don't interact with anything else They they lean on one another because like I said resilience doesn't matter if the self-worth component isn't there if the self-love isn't there and you know treating yourself as though you matter isn't there what good does resilience do it will it frankly won't be there not that it won't do any good though it won't but it won't even be present it definitionally can't be present so what do you do you you take care of the of the core of the issue first you you develop a greater sense of self-worth you develop a greater sense of self-love you work on believing that you are worth fighting for and i think that's the problem with most people who don't believe that they themselves are worth fighting for is that they think so many other causes and people are worth fighting for. And I think that's a great thing on its own. But if at the core of it, you can't fight for yourself, you're not going to be very effective at fighting for others either. It's the, the imagery that I've kind of, I guess, grown up with for lack of a better term. The idea of a well where you drop water to give to other people. However, if there's nothing in your well, you can't give it to other people. So what is refilling your well? What is keeping that full so you can actually give that to others? And I think for for people like myself, we tend to focus on other people more so than myself, because at the end of the day, I think everyone else is, you know, better and worth more than I am. That's, I mean, that's the reality of that kind of mindset. If you want to help others, you have to help yourself. If you want to be there for others, you have to be there for yourself. If you want to fight for others, you have to fight for yourself because otherwise none of it matters because otherwise all of that will go to waste because you don't know how to do it correctly. It starts with you. And that's where I'm starting right now. It's almost, being back at square one, where I love helping people and I love being there for other people, but I got to take care of myself. I got to be okay myself before I can help others. And, you know, there's various ways of going about that and there's various ways of making sure that's true. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, do I think I'm worth fighting for? Do I think I'm worth putting in the effort for? Do I think I'm worth enough to say, hey, maybe I should be better than just okay? And that's hard. That's incredibly difficult, but that's the necessary component. That's where we have to start. And as always, to end these with the the religion component, for me, that it comes back to God. It comes back to scripture. And what does God say about you and your worth? What does God value you at? You know, there's plenty of scripture to tell you how God values you and how much he loves you and cherishes you and wants everything good for you. And I honestly can't remember if I've told this story or not. And if I have, I guess I'm sorry for the repeat. But for me, what changed was when I was confronted one time with with this sort of idea of me basically saying I'm not worth caring about, and I said it pretty much like that, pretty much verbatim, like that. And the the therapist I was talking to said, "Well, God says you're worth so much, and God says you're worth savings and you say you're not. So either you're wrong, or God's wrong, and God's a liar. And which one are you gonna believe?" And that that's what hit me as a ton of bricks, and I I have no comeback for. It. And that's I guess we're deep seated. Faith helps where it's like, I can't call God a liar because that's factually incorrect. Again, definitionally incorrect. It's not possible. And so forced me to change my own view, forced me to change my own opinion. And that's how I have gotten better. And very obviously I'm not there yet. And that's okay, because at the end of the day, I still did care. I could have let this drag out longer. I could have done more to hurt myself. I could have not started helping myself before I went to the doctor in the first place and you know, wound up at a hospital. And that's how I would have had to figure it out. That was a very real possibility where I just, you know, basically get forced to the point where I have to go to a doctor because I cannot physically function at all. And that's when they let me know, but instead proactively started changing myself in the first place. And then, you know, having a doctor say, here's where you're at and coming alongside me and actually giving me the, the, the the medical version of helping myself. And I'm at a much better place, you know, both health wise, in the sense that I'm, you know, the medication has brought my blood sugar back to a stable point, but also having to, you know, lose weight weight and just be be healthier in eating and exercising and all that. And you know, it's not perfect. It's nowhere close to perfect, but it's getting better. And through the process, figuring out how much I, I value myself to to do these things, to, to put in the work. And it's it's a lifelong struggle, I think, for me to to have to constantly figure out that I do care about myself and that I need to do better at caring about myself. And I wish there was a point where I could get to that I would be good at that. And I hope there is but again I don't I don't think this is gonna end anytime soon and that's why for me the idea of resilience is really latched on to me is because Am I fighting back like I should? Am I I caring about myself enough that I'm fighting back in a necessary way? Am I saying to myself I'm worth fighting for? And in doing so, am I saying to other people, you're worth fighting for? And that's, that's sort of where I am right now. And that's sort of where I've gone in the past probably month and a half or so. And I hope that these words have meant something to you. I hope they maybe resound in your ears a bit differently or make you reconsider some things or maybe reach out to someone who you feel is is in this place you know there's there's a bunch of different ways to to take this but I'm, I'm hoping that this has an impact I'm hoping that these words do something because though I am doing this this podcast for myself and I'm not gonna be coy about that I do want them these words that I speak I do want these episodes to to be helpful for others because that's that's sort of the, the best of everything right and so I share it in the hopes that it does that for you and if it if it does I would love love to hear from you I would love to either hear how it impacted you or how it made you look at things differently or if you completely disagree with me and if you think that where I'm coming from is kind of bogus I'd love to hear that too quite frankly I I love challenging myself and I love getting these new perspectives to to change how I view things and so I would love to hear from you regardless and if you if you have any comments questions ideas for new episodes please send them into being still podcast at gmail.com com. I check that email daily and we'll, we'll respond as soon as possible, uh, to whatever you send me. Thank you all so much for listening. I, I greatly appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode.